Hallelujah. Praise God, somebody. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in here today. I know God is moving and He's blessing. So excited about what God is doing. Man, look at that. We should, man, we got to have people just having to sit up here on the front row today. We got a big crowd. Praise God. Man, God is doing it. One word. One word is all it takes for God to speak into your life and your whole life can radically change. You can think you're going down one path. Yes, all the kids, please go on back there. Mr. John, today we're going to have a wonderful time. But one word could change your life. You could be down in the dumps. You could be broken. You could be, be hurt. No matter what you're doing in your life, you could, be, you could just be beat down. And one word from God can just change your life. And I pray that today that there's a word in my message today. I have a word that I really feel like that God has given me today for you. And I feel like it's, it's for today. And I feel like God, God wants you to hear it. And, I, and I, it's, the title of it is called Checkmate? Question mark. Check again. All right? Because the enemy a lot of times thinks that, you know, he's checkmate. Because, you know, if you, ever, if you know anything about chess, I don't know a lot. I can play chess. I don't think I've ever won a game. I just know how to play it. So, but it's, it's, it's basically just raw skill, man to man, woman to woman, man to woman, whatever. And you have these, you have a little rook and you have a bishop, you know, and you have a knight and you have a king and a queen and a bunch of pawns. And y'all play against each other and, the, and, the, and the, 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 what it takes is, is you're supposed to, to uh, get the king surrounded where you don't have another move, right? And you, you say check and then when he don't have any other moves after, if he can't go nowhere, it's checkmate, right? And game over. Well, maybe today you come in here and you felt that way. You felt like for the past while, the enemy has been checking you. Check, 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 check. Everywhere you turn, you're just like, oh, there's somebody that way. There's something, something going on over here. There's something going on over there. Oh, there's something. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. It's just one thing after the other. It's just check, 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 check. And then you feel like, man, you feel like maybe this is checkmate. Maybe I just need to give up. Maybe I just need to quit. Maybe I feel like it's over. Maybe I feel like I don't have another move. Maybe you feel trapped. Maybe you feel like there's no way out, that I've given up on this situation. You know, maybe you're about to give up on yourself even. And you're like, God, I don't see a way out of this. I guess the enemy has just checkmated me, and I don't know. But I want you to know today that, that God always has another move. No matter what happens, God always has one more move. For 1 Corinthians 15, 57 but God, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory in Christ, and we can do all things through him who strengthens us. Amen? Amen? There was a famous painting, and I want John to put it up there on, on the, on the uh, screen if he can. It's in the Louvre up there in, uh, in Paris, and it's called The Chess Players, and also it's also known as Checkmate. It's a very, very uh, uh, popular, very famous painting. And it's a picture of Satan over here playing. Oh, Jesus, praise God Almighty. And then tore something up over here. I'm sorry, guys. See, that's what you, you don't cuss. You just praise God. See, that's what you do. You, whenever you get something going on, you, you don't say bad words. You just start praising God when something happens wrong. But anyway, but you got Satan over here, and, and, and uh, he's, he's winning the chess game. And this guy over here looks so perplexed, and he's so upset, and it looks like he doesn't have a move and that it's check mate um and this is in in paris in the louvre uh, uh in um the museum there 
It's written or is, is painted by a German artist named Frederick Moritz August Redzik, if I said that correctly. Um, and the thing is, is he feels like he's a painter, but in the, 19, in the 1800s, there was a famous chess player that went to a uh, name Paul Morphy, and he was visiting Richmond, Virginia, and he was invited to a, into a man's house to play chess. And this picture was on his wall as well, a replica of it, of, of course. And as they played, he kept staring at, he kept staring at the picture. And finally, he said, I think I could take that young man's game and win. I think he's got a move. I, think he, I don't think he's defeated. I think he has one more move left. And they're like, no, nobody could take that picture and make a move in it. Everybody's always tried it. But he looked at it, and they set the table up the same, and he did have one more move that nobody saw. But this, 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 this one guy, Morphe, and he, he did it, and he, checked, he, he had, a, had one more move. And today, I just want you to know, today you may feel like checkmate. I want to tell you your word, that one word is check again. Check again. You think it's over. You think you're down. You think you're defeated. You think it's just too much. I can't take anymore. I'm done. I feel like it's just all falling down. No, check again because God has another move. You may feel like that you're, that you're, you're backed against, into a corner. You may feel like your family experience is experiencing hurt that you never had before. You may feel like things will never be the same. You may feel like I've lost everything. You may feel like I, I just feel like I'm ready to quit and give up. God wants you to know that he wants you to win. And with him on your side, you're a winner and you will win. He want, the devil wants you to feel defeated. Hebrews 10, 35 through 38. So do not throw away this confident trust in God. See, we got to have confident trust in God. We got to trust God. And we got to have confidence. We got we to know that He is a winner. We got to know that He is God. And when you really know who God is, you can have that confident trust to say, I'm good, man. You better check again. I know I don't see it either. I don't see a move, but you better check again because somewhere there's another move in my life. Amen? Okay, remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now. See, that's what we don't like. Nobody wants patient endurance. I don't like nothing patient, you know, in my little ADD self. I don't want patience. I want it now. And then endurance, I got I to gotta, I gotta last through this? Man, I don't want that. But that's what God says we got to have. So that you will continue to do God's will. If you want to continue to do God's will, you have to have patient endurance. Then you will receive all that he has promised if you have patient endurance. For just a little while... The coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live in, live, who live, live by faith, but, I'm sorry, and my righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. In other words, God says, I'm a God that can be trusted. Trust me, I've got another move. We've got to have that patient endurance we gotta we gotta you know because if you in your mind if you in your mind today have sitting there you're here or online wherever you're at and you have made up in your mind i'm defeated i'm down i'm over i'm down for the count i'm tapping you know what you are you are defeated because you have already the bible says a man who thinks in his heart so is he okay but we can't you're not but but we got to turn to god and say you know what i'm not defeated but because but you're not when i say yes you are it's are because that's what you think you are when you think that's what you are you're not looking for any other out you've accepted the fact that i am is over 
So don't accept that. That's why I'm here. Your one word today is let you to know that it's not over. There's more life. There's more love. There's more happiness. There's more joy in this world than what, what you're facing today. And, you know, in, uh, in SEAL training, um, and they're, they're, they have this thing they call Hell Week. In boot camp, we had Hell Week, too. But it was just where they really mess with you and mess with your mind and stuff. But in, in SEAL training, Hell Week is literally hell for these guys. They, they go through about five and a half days of a continuous cycle. They literally break down you mentally, emotionally, physically, exhaustion. In five and a half days, you get four hours of sleep. And they keep you constantly in the water, out the water, using all your muscles in your body. So you're freezing, and it's cold, and it's a nighttime, and it's horrible. And, and, and two, two, over two-thirds of the candidates that go to SEAL um, school, they don't make it. They quit. They give up. Right outside the dining hall, there's a bell. It's a big, beautiful bell out there. And when you go to SEAL school, they tell you, anytime you want out, for whatever reason, it don't matter. All you got to do is go ring that bell. There's a many men that go to that bell and stand at that bell and think, do I need to ring it or not? Because once I ring it, there ain't no saying, oh, well, I changed my mind. No, you ring the bell, you, you get your meal, and you go home. So they're sitting there thinking, many men have turned away and said, I, no, I can't give up, I can't quit. You know, and many men and women have rung that bell and said, I'm out, I can't. I'm here to tell you today that, that, that they, they say that the strongest people, some of the guys that have the most talent and they have the most strength, ring that bell. Because it's not about how big you look and how strong you look, it's about your mental capacity. It's all right here. And I'm here to tell you today that it's your mental fortitude that's going to get you through what you're going through today. Okay, and it's by you renew. That's what the Bible says. Don't be conformed to the world, thinking that it's checkmate. Be conformed by be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing your mind is one of the most important things. You got to wash your your mind. You, I constantly use this little thing of, of having a cup of water, a cup of water, and you put a little dirt in the, in the bottom. There's dirt in there, but if you keep pouring water in there, every bit of that dirt eventually will eventually come out. Because why? Because you're renewing that cup with new water. So you got to renew our mind. And, and, and even though you may, you may think I'm strong, I can handle this, I can do this on my own. No, you can't. The strongest mighty men walk up there and you're like, There's, man, that man's born a seal. But he ends up being a penguin and checks out and goes home. Right? They lack the mental fortitude. One of the instructors said at a, at a Navy SEAL camp, said the body can take nearly anything. It's the mind that needs the training. God designed our bodies to take stuff, but it's our mind. We give up in our mind. We don't give up in our bodies. We give up in our minds. That's why Paul wrote in, in Romans 12 and 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We all feel like giving up at times. You, you feeling like you want to give up, that's natural. Don't, don't feel bad. It's not a sin to feel like you want to give up. That means that you're a human. You know, and you feel like that. And so, and so don't, don't, it's okay. Just don't give up. The feeling is, is, is normal. It's natural. It's, it's human. But it's exactly what the enemy of your soul wants. He wants to break you down mentally. He wants to break you down mentally and make you feel like you got to give up. you got to quit. Man, you, you, you don't have another move. You've tried God. It's not working, is it? You need to turn, turn to me. But see, you've got to have that, 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 that stick-to-itiveness. You know, 
You, you, need, you need it in a marriage. You need it in faith. You need it in chasing your dreams. You need it in chasing your miracle. Whatever it is, you know, you, it's, it's like a, you know, a dog, when you, when you give a dog a bone and you try to take it back, he has that tenacity. Well, if he don't bite you, he's, he, he's got that tenacity. You know, he, you know you, you just got, you just, that's how you, you, you got to hold on to God. With that same tenacity where you're just holding on to it, to God, and you're holding on to the Word of God, and you're like, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to do that. Because he's not going to drop you. But we're so wishy-washy, it seems like. And, and in every situation, we go back and forth, and we're tossed to and fro, like James says, with the wind and the waves. But do you remember Moses when he led the, the um, Israelites out of slavery, out of Egypt? And uh, they, were so, they were so wishy-washy. They, they, they were back and forth. One day, they were like, man, we're free. The next day, like, hey, I, whenever I was in bondage, at least I had food. You know, at least I had something to drink. You know, it's like, you know, it's like no matter what God does for us, sometimes we still find a way to complain. God can bless us and get us out of slavery, out of bondage, and we're still going to find something to complain about. But they, were, but, but they went to, they went to the, the Red Sea, and Pharaoh had changed his mind. He said, yeah, you can let your people go because God had changed his mind. And then all of a sudden he started thinking, why did I do that? No, go get them and bring them back. So they, the, the Pharaoh's army followed them down to the Red Sea. They were cornered. There was water behind them, and, and they, and, and it, they were going to have to drown, and the enemy was going to kill them. And uh, they were surrounded. They were trapped. The enemy said, check, 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 mate. And God said, no, I got another plan. I got another move. Moses, hold your, hold your, your staff over there, over the water. And the water, the water's open, and they walked through, and it and drowned every one of those um, Egyptians. Checkmate. Check again. The problem is that we have tunnel vision. See, when, you, when you're playing chess, me, I think one move ahead. A good player thinks two to three, maybe four moves ahead. A, a great player can think six to eight moves ahead. And that just blows my mind because I'm like, I can't handle that. Six or eight moves. He, a good player, I mean, a great player sits there and looks at you and me and has already figured out eight moves, what's going to happen next. A grandmaster, a grandmaster, which is there are very few of those in the world, they think 15 to 18 moves ahead. Can you imagine that? I can't think, eight, I can't think of my next 18 steps without thinking or being sidetracked and squirrel. But God Almighty. But, you know, but you're, you're impressed by that. I'm super impressed by that. He thinks 16, 18 moves ahead. That's very impressive, right? But God thinks of every move ahead. Come on, now think about that. That every move ahead. He doesn't think just one move, two, 15, 20, 1,000, 100,000. No, he thinks every move. He knows every single thing. He thinks every move. Enemy says, check, 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 made. And Jesus says, God says, no, I don't think so. Check again. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fire. He's going to try to kill him. Checkmate. Check again. There's a fourth one in the fire. David and Goliath. Oh, the little boy, little 15-year-old kid against the big old huge Goliath. Checkmate. I got a slingshot that you don't know about. Amen. God rolled back them seas, and they were in a wedding, and what? hey, there's no, more, there's no more wine. Hey, checkmate. You're done. You got to, you're done. I turned, it, I turned water into wine. Hey, there's two fish and five loaves. We got to feed 5,000 people. That's all we got. They're going to starve. They're going to go home. They're not going to listen to anything else you got to say. Check again. All of a sudden, there's two fish and five loaves. All of a sudden, there's <laughs> feeds everybody and 12 baskets left over. Not even, not, not just enough. Now, now check again after you didn't finish eating and there's still stuff left over. 
They were, the, the Israelites were hungry. All of a sudden, check again, there's manna. We were thirsty, there's nothing to drink. Check again, now there's water from a rock. Even in the beginning of creation, in the Garden of Eden, they, he, he calls Adam and Eve to sin. Check again, Jesus is going to the cross. Oh, we killed him, check again, he's out in the grave. Satan thought he, Satan thought he checkmated when, 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 when he took Jay. Hey, checkmate, he's a, he's a Christian. He's walking the streets of glory today. Amen. You say, but, but Pastor, though we prayed so hard, we fasted, we trusted God. That we were praying for a miracle. Do you not think that it was a miracle that, that people who didn't really pray regularly at all began to pray on a regular basis? Do you not think that it was not a miracle for people in our church to get together tw twice in two weeks and go out to the hospital together and we all fasted and we prayed? His, his name was mentioned everywhere, all, all, over, all over North Carolina, Virginia, and South Carolina, all kind of people. Everybody was praying. They spent extra time in prayer. You can't, I don't care what you're praying for. You don't spend extra time in prayer and not get closer to God. There was, there was atheists sitting right in that, in, that, in that room at the funeral the other day, and they heard about the love of Jesus Christ because of Jay. And so that, that, that his word will not return void, and I'm believing and get, cannot wait till I hear the great, the great report of the Lord about that. Amen. Let me tell you this little story here. God played chess with the devil, and the pieces were human beings. The devil was ahead and said, check. But God sent his son, himself, his son, to be one of the pieces. He put him on Golgotha, check. Three days later, God replied, checkmate. Over and over in Scripture, we see men and women who, 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 who went over and they, 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 they constantly were trying to give up and, trying, and God had brought them out. Well, what kind of faith is that? Listen, you got to develop that kind of faith. You got to develop that kind of faith. You got to constantly work at it. You can kind of do it. You got to say, God, help me have faith. And when you want that kind of faith, you are your faith is tested. And what you do is you pass the test. You, you trust God and you find out, wow, that, I made it. I'm here. I thought there was no way out. And then you look down the road somewhere and you're like, I made it. I didn't think I would make it, right? And, but you made it. Adversity is your friend. And I know you don't want to hear that. Adversity will make you stronger. Adversity will help you. Well, that don't make sense. Well, look, think about guys who work out in the gym and women who work out in the gym, CrossFit and all that. That is adversity to them. That's their adversity, right? It's not something they want to do. They like doing. It's adversity. It's, it's, a, it's working against their muscles. It's, it's strenuous. It hurts. It's pain. But that, that, that adversity makes them bigger and better. Same way in the spirit. The more you have adversity, the stronger you become in the Lord. Adversity is your friend. 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. Dear friends, don't be surprised by the fiery trials that you're going through. And if, as if something strange were happening to you, instead be very glad. For these trials make us partners with Christ in his suffering. So that you will have the wonderful joy and seeing the glory when it is revealed to the world. We have to keep focused on God. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since we're, sur we're surrounded, Paul says, by such a great crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that so easily besets us or slow us, slows us down um, or holds us back, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance, patient endurance, the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Why did Peter fall whenever he was walking on water? 
he took his eyes off of Jesus. He was distracted. You have to limit your distractions. You have to stop the distractions in your life. You have to push the distractions aside and say, I will not look to my left. I will not look to the, to the right. They're everywhere. I am keeping my eyes on the prize and the goal. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion who, who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of, joy, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Also, when we have this kind of faith, Holy Spirit will empower you. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the Holy Spirit will help you and give you power to overcome, to not be distracted, to keep your focus, to keep your faith, to make it through the adversity, to not give up. No one ever said it was going to be easy. Nobody ever said you had to do it in your own strength. Nobody ever said that you were supposed to do it alone. I don't even, I, well, you don't even have that ability. I don't even have the ability to make it on my own. But what we can do is say you know what I cannot handle this God I can't handle this is too much God I need your help God will, God will not allow the temptation to be greater than you can bear without making a way to escape and as you listen today you may be tempted to quit to give up to walk away to tap out don't settle for anything less than what God Almighty has for you and God's got great things for you but this and this and this and this okay Job chapter 42, verse 16, the first part of that. After this, Job lived 140 years. So you could tell me about this, this, and Okay, well, after this, you're still going to go on and move and go ahead and do what God's called you to do. If you know that, if you look at that, very, that very last verse of the chapter, so you know um, Job lost everything. He lost his family. He, he lost his family. He lost his house. He lost his cattle. He lost everything. The only thing he didn't lose is his wife. And his wife walked up, and he got all excited to see her and thought, well, here's my honey. She'll encourage me. And she said, why don't you just curse God and die? Wow. So he really didn't even have that much, did he? But he says, no, naked in this world I came, naked I'll leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. And that adversity turned him around. He eventually had twice of everything that he had in the, in, the, in the beginning. But he still said, but after this, he went on and he left. I mean, he lived 140 years. And we ain't going to live 140 years. But after this happens to you, you will still go on and live. And that's what we got to know. Tarn Wells tells a story about the Detroit Lions playing the Green Bay Packers. And he loved the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions... And Green was, was up on the Green Bay Packers, up just a, a couple points. And the time ran out. And so he was like, we won, it's over. Went to zero, zero, zero. But there was a whistle right at the very, very end. Zero, 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 zero. There was a whistle blown. Everybody stop. Wait, 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 wait. Nope, don't run. Get the fans off the field. Whistle blown. There was a penalty on the play. There's going to be an untimed play right now. And we're going to have one last play. It's going to be untimed. You're going to go ahead, and, and then, then the game's over. Okay? They are on the, the Detroit, uh, like, 40-yard line. Okay? So here comes Aaron Rodgers. Hikes the ball. This is my last play. He comes back, and he throws a bomb. It lands in, in the end zone. One of his players catches the ball. Touchdown. Game over. 
game over. And see, and that's what happens with us. They, he thought that the, the, the Detroit Lions thought, checkmate, we won. It's zero, zero, zero. And you may think in your life right now, you're at zero, 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 zero. You may think today, there's no time left. There's no time left. Hey, there's one more untimed play that God has for you. And it's a touchdown. Praise God. God always has another move. And then... There will be a checkmate one day. There's only going to be one checkmate in this life between God and Satan. It's found in Revelations 20 and 10. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophets, and they will be tormented, tormented day and night forever and forever. Checkmate. There ain't no checking anymore. That's finale. That's it. You're done, son. It's over. There is no more. You're, 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 you're down there in the pit of hell forever and ever, and we're going to have this world, and we're going we're to move, and man, it's going to be wonderful, and we will live with eternity in Christ. So as I close today, i got some statements that I want you to say out loud, and I want you to read them, and I want you to say them with me. I will, I'll, I will, let's, let's read them together rather than uh, me saying them, and then you read them afterwards. Let's see here. Get these. You ready? I am never going to quit loving. I am never going to quit serving God. I am never going to quit praying. I am never going to quit believing. I am never going to quit being kind. I am never going to quit forgiving. I am never going to give up. My king always has one more move, and he's about to make it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He's about to make that move in your life today. And I'm believing that today he's going to make that move in your life. Whatever you need, whatever you're going through, today he's going to make a move in your life, and you got that other move, and you're going to move right out of the hands and right out of the trap that the enemy has for you. And I'm believing that today in Jesus' name. Would you bow your hand, close your eyes. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. God, you're about to make that move for somebody's life today. I pray right now. Is there anybody in here today who would say, Pastor, look, I'm not a Christian. I don't know Jesus Christ. I'm on my way to hell. If I die today, I would go to hell. But you said God has more, one more move, and that one more move is me asking him in my heart so I can go to heaven. If you're not a Christian today and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you slip your hand up? I won't embarrass you. If you want to be saved, you want to ask Jesus to come in your heart today. Hallelujah. If you're here today and say, Pastor Doug, I feel like I have been checked, 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 checked. And I feel like very soon, if I don't already, I feel like it's checkmate. Would you just raise your hand? I feel like I've been checked, 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 checked. And I just feel like it's checked, checked everywhere I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for every individual in this room that feels that they've been checked by the enemy over and over and over. They feel like they're, they're just closing in. It's closing in even online, God. Let them, let them, Lord, even online, God, I pray for those individuals there. God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that, that you show them that you have that one more move. And I pray that you make that move today. I pray that today you make a move. You, 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 you sweep in, God, and help them and restore them and get them back in the game. 
God, it seems like the time has run out in some of the, in some of the situations. It's zero, 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 zero. But you still have a move, God. There's an untimed play today for everybody that wants one. God, I just pray that you do that in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that and bless your holy name. Amen and amen.